Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this is a special podcast episode just for my personal clients. So by now, you have received an email from me where I directed you to a little form where I asked you to fill in and share with me all of your goals. <clears throat> and I asked you some deeper, you know, digging deeper questions about your goals. And the reason for that is because when we reconvene during our next meeting, I want to just set you up for success with this. You know, this is where God has equipped me. He prepared me to become a Christian life coach for weight loss by equipping me first with the skills. What I mean by that is he, he equipped me by making me a certified project manager. So I'm able to see your weight loss as a project plan, if you will. And I don't want to minimize this, you know, process that you're going through by just saying it's a project plan. That's not it at all. But what I want to do is I want to break this down into small enough pieces so that you can consume it, grow, and move on to the next thing one bite at a time. Or to put it another way, to paint another picture, to show you what the end result is going to be, but then to show you, you know, we're only in this section of the painting. Does that make sense? So today, this particular episode is going to be a deeper dive on your goals. By now, if you have not um, submitted your goals to me, you know, put them into the link that I sent to you, go do that. Just hit pause on the podcast, go do it. You likely can answer the questions I have for you on that page in a matter of minutes, but you need to have the framework of having completed that prior to listening to this. Now, <clears throat> For the rest of you, if you've given me your goals or welcome back, thank you for giving me your goals. <laughs> um, I wanna talk to you a little bit about digging deeper into these goals because as I you know, was pursuing my life coaching certification, it became imperative to me that we change as a result of our heart and our decisions, like our heart and the mind have to come into alignment. But it's almost one of those things where we have to decide to make change happen. We can't, or some of us rather, don't always do well just being told what to do. And that's why a lot of us, you know, coming together here, don't do so well on a diet because a diet is really an external resource, an external force rather, subjecting us to its will, forcing its way upon us. And as women of a certain age, we kind of just want to do our own thing, right? We just want to eat the donut. We just want to have the Coke, whatever it is. All right, so we are going to take a deeper dive. We're going to dig a little deeper with your goals. This is going to be super simple. This is self-care. This is not you standing up with polished nails or a new hairdo or a bubble bath or a glass of wine in a bubble bath. No, I'm sorry, but that's all things of the world. We are taking care of you in your soul so that you can actually stop conforming to the patterns of this world, to stand up some goals, and to walk directly in the direction of your transformation. This entire initiative is about you switching your fuel source from what you want to do in the flesh, <clears throat> leveraging your willpower to learning how to walk 
following the Holy Spirit. And once you have begun to truly master following the Spirit, you'll be able to take those training wheels off and be led in your spirit, receiving just guidance from the Holy Spirit. As you begin to be mastered in the spirit, as opposed to perpetually being stuck, being mastered by your flesh. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a sip of water. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you my starting goals, what they were um, and how it all works. And then I'm going to give you some journaling prompts for today that I'd like you to answer in advance of our next session. All right, welcome back. All right, so if you've not yet noticed, yes, I'm sitting outside and there are birds and it is beautiful and I'm working on my farmer tan. <laughs> All right, so when I first set out to lose weight, my goal was weight loss. Like, you know, I prayed and asked God, you know, God, please show me the weight loss program that can help me lose weight. And he said to me at that time, oh, I can just still hear it in my knower, in my heart. I mean, it wasn't audible, it was a knowing. He said, you haven't found the weight loss program yet, beautiful, because you haven't written it. And you know what? He set me on the course of becoming the Christian life coach for weight loss that I couldn't find then. So at that time, my goal, I, I wrote them all out. <clears throat> it was five different things. Because believe me, I have been a journaler since I was 12. <laughs> I've been a journaler my entire life. So this is all documented. My goal was to lose weight. Number one. Number two, to go to bed earlier. Number three, to get up and seek God. This is when I, I, God told me that I needed to surrender and I needed to so, stop seeking the gym for him. And I was trying to do that. I was trying to get to bed earlier so that I could get up and seek him. I didn't know that seeking him would give me the spiritual strength to be led in the spirit, to overcome my flesh so that I could lose weight, that weight loss would be a byproduct. But you have the inside track on all of this. That was my third goal, to, to get up and see God. <clears throat> the fourth goal I had, stop alcohol. I mean, I'm there are no secrets here. I numbed out trusting the world. The world told me, you know what? Mommy stress can be totally fixed <clears throat> by Cabernet Frank every night after the kids go to bed. And I believed it. And you know what? So my next goal was stopping alcohol. My fifth goal was to stop eating chips and salsa and microwave popcorn. Because girl, I was an addict. I loved the food. I loved the alcohol. I just did. It took all my worries away. And it was the very thing that kept me stuck in prison. So those were my five goals. Weight loss, go to bed earlier, get up and seek God, stop alcohol, stop eating chips and salsa, and stop it with the microwave popcorn already. I didn't know it then, but incidentally, I was marinating in the world. I was, you know, listening to all of the songs, <clears throat> all the music on the radio, secular radio. I was staying up late with my husband. We were watching all of the shows that weren't appropriate for children's eyes and ears. I had no idea that I was my own worst enemy. And so there I was wanting to lose weight and I couldn't. Now, I share these goals with you because I want to set the stage and show you that number one, I'm just like you. I am just like you. I had goals. Weight loss was one of them. I had a multitude of goals. I wanted all of the things to change. I couldn't change a single thing on my own. Nothing changed in my life until I stopped being led by my flesh, by my body, by my, by my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. So now what I'd like you to do, this is the part where it's going to be 
journaling prompts for you. I'm encouraging you, get a notebook if you don't have one, <clears throat> and a pen, and I want you to sit with these questions, and I want you to answer them. Because your weight loss, quite possibly, if you are anything like me, and God has you on a journey right now to be sanctified in your soul, to be set up to be pursuing righteousness and holiness in every area, then it's going to require that you change from the inside out. So we're going to look at your goals. By now, you have them written out. You've answered all the questions that I've asked you. Now, my first question for you is take a look at your goals. Is there one goal that makes all of the rest easier or possible? Now, it might not be the case for you because maybe yours are disconnected. When I looked at my goals, I thought mine were disconnected. I thought, you know, it's obvious that I need to stop drinking alcohol and stop eating all the wrong junk food at night in order to lose weight. I thought those two, but I didn't realize going to bed earlier and getting up to seek God also made my weight loss goal possible. So you're looking at your goals. Is there one goal that makes all the rest possible? I want you to go at your own pace. If you need to hit pause. The next question if there is one goal, this is likely your main focus. When all else fails, when life gets busy, when you go on vacation, this is your main focus. For me, it was, <clears throat> it wasn't weight loss. It was get up and seek God. That was my main goal. God put that on my heart. Now I'm sharing this with you because I want to walk next to you and let you see the answers on my sheet. But then I want you to do your own work and come up with your own answers. If you're struggling, I encourage you to hit pause, answer the question, but also pray about it. So the question was, if, if, there, is one, if there is one goal that makes all the rest easier or possible, which one is it? I want you to circle it now because that's your main focus. The next question, do the remaining goals seem to support the success of your main goal? Like, do they look like they are the supporting characters to your main focus? So when you see the connection here, it helps you to place value on doing hard things. Let me give you an example. For example, I wanted to lose weight and I knew God was impressing it upon my heart to seek him and not the gym. And I wanted to stop eating the food and drinking the alcohol. I wanted to go to bed earlier. But you know what? Sometimes life was hard. I'd come home from work because at that time I was in corporate America wearing the high heels, driving the, wearing the, carrying the designer bags. You know, everything was just had to be perfect according to the world. I would come home from work and I still had to make dinner for three at the time babies um, and my dinner or my husband, <clears throat> excuse me, make dinner for my husband because he'd be outside mowing the lawn, doing all the things. Um, and I wouldn't have the energy to do it. And the reason I didn't have the energy be was because I might've still even been a little bit, didn't even know it then, hung over from the night before. It doesn't matter if I was only drinking one or two glasses of wine. You can be hung over from that because your body never gets released. It's the same with food. You can be perpetually, what do I want to say? addicted to the sugar that you can't break the cycle. It's the same. It's, it's an addiction. It's the same as with alcohol, but there I was, I'd come home from work and I wouldn't have the energy to make the food. And if I didn't have the energy to make the food, 
I also didn't have the energy that while I was preparing it to say no to my perpetual excuse of saying yes to tasting the food, despite it being a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese that I knew I was making perfectly according to the box recipes and the chicken nuggets I was making in the microwave that I thought I was being all healthy just because I was giving my kids, you know, vegetarian chicken nuggets. The point is this, I would come home and not have the strength to say no to the small bites, the little quits, the little cheats perpetually day in and day out until God. And I didn't have the strength to lean on God and follow his Holy Spirit until every single day I started waking up earlier and earlier and developing my spiritual strength, developing my spiritual discipline, disciplines so that I could be blessed physically. And the way that I was blessed physically was because I was following the Spirit's lead. So again, the question is, do your remaining goals seem to support the success of your main goal? Ask yourself that question, hit pause and answer it. Because when you see the connection here, it helps you to place value on doing hard things. Slowly but surely, I started seeing that because I was getting up and seeking God, somehow, I had the energy and the drive, the desire, the motivation, the willpower to go to bed earlier, which kept me from drinking alcohol, which kept me from eating the crap foods. And slowly, day after day after day, I started just being obedient to his small voice. And that led me to weight loss. All right, so we're going on to the next question. How will you achieve this main goal? Like, I want you to sit with yourself. This main goal, for me, it was getting up and seeking God. I want you to ask yourself of your main goal, how am I going to achieve this? What do I need to do to make this happen? The next question, what specifically do I need to do <clears throat> hourly, daily, weekly, to make this goal happen. You want to know what it was for me? I, you know, my husband wasn't needing to make any big changes in his life that he could see then. You know, I, I thought he needed to make big changes, but God impressed it upon my heart that I was not my, my husband's Holy Spirit <laughs> and that he was doing a work on my husband that my husband could not receive for me. So what I realized was what I needed to do hourly and daily and weekly were the little things. On an hourly basis, I needed to see God. On a weekly basis, I needed to plan and prep my food. And also on a weekly basis, I needed to DVR the stupid shows that were keeping me up late. Because though I wasn't ready to say goodbye to all of, you know, The Bachelor, and I don't even know what we were watching at the time. Though I wasn't ready to say goodbye to those things because, you know, my this was a journey. God sanctified me. He's sanctifying me step by step. It's a process. But I wasn't ready to say goodbye. But what I realized just in sitting down and paying attention to what do I need to do to be successful perpetually, to get up early to seek God, was I needed to understand that, number one, that's where my strength came from. But number two, I needed to realize that I couldn't stay up late anymore. That means I had to have had to have a bedtime. And if I had to have a bedtime, that means I had things I needed to do before I went to bed in order to actually make my bedtime happen. So I started identifying like almost 
objectives within each of my goals. So my goal to go to bed earlier actually meant that as I cleaned up the kitchen and I prayed not to scrape off and eat all the mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, that I had to make my coffee, pour my water for tomorrow, set up my Bible study to ensure success, to position my 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 mind and my body to know that this is what we're going to do. We're committing by way of preparing. I knew I had to do all of that. And the more I started doing that, the more I craved doing it, the more I found that it was how I prepared and positioned myself to be strengthened in the spirit. So I need you to focus on what do you need to do hourly, daily, weekly, in order to make your goals happen. Moving on to the next deeper dive question. Ask yourself this, how can God help me do this? How can God make me do this? I should say, how can God help me do this, not make you? Because he's given you free will, beautiful. How can God help me do this? Because for me, the way that he helped me was me seeing that it was him in me. That me seeing that when I excused myself from the kids and I asked my husband, could you clear their plates? Because I knew that if I went and prayed, there isn't any temptation that God won't help me with. So the way through that was God helped me to avoid the temptation of eating the mac and cheese and dipping the chicken nuggets in the leftover, the, the leftover gross chicken nuggets that landed probably dropped on the floor. God kept me from that temptation because avoidance is a suitable means of being kept from temptation. So God showed me that he could help me. And my my husband would clear the plates and I would go in the bathroom and pray. Pray for strength to have the energy to make my coffee because I really was stressed out and wanted to go and pour a, a big old goblet of wine. All right, next question. For each of your remaining goals, for each one, look at them. What do I need to do to start and stop doing these things daily and weekly? Meaning, if there are things that you need to start doing, what do you need to do to start doing those things daily and weekly? If there are things that you need to stop doing, what do you need to do in order to stop doing those things daily and weekly? That's a loaded question. I encourage you to hit pause and answer that. And this is a second part of that last question. How does your main goal depend on you doing this? If there's a connection, how does how does your main goal depend on this? So for example, I needed to stop drinking alcohol. I needed to stop eating the chips and salsa and popcorn. Didn't matter that it was, you know, diet popcorn or, you know, the mini bag or that it was whole grain blue chips and that the salsa was homemade and it didn't have any sugar in it, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you want my salsa recipe, let me know. Um, It didn't matter. God was saying I needed to stop doing it. And it wasn't until I saw that the connection of me stopping my alcohol and stopping the snacking was the only way that I was going to get to weight loss. It was the only way that my body was going to be corrected hormonally so that I could actually have the energy to say no to the foods that I kept eating, the mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. It was the only way that I was going to have the energy to become fat adapted, to wake up early. It was the only way that I was going to have the energy 
and the ability to hear God's voice inside of me that said, go to bed instead of sitting up and watching The Bachelor. You're DVRing it. Your treat is going to be that you can watch it Friday night. All right, that's enough about me. That was your question. The next question is, what thoughts about these goals do I need to take captive and make obedient? Because you already know what thoughts you're having about each of these goals. You're already seeing the situation swirling in your head. Hit pause, answer that question. The next question, what excuses exist with each goal already? You know you, you have met you. You already know the excuses that you can justify in your head. I want you to list them for each goal. I'm going to take a quick commercial break so I can get another drink of water and we'll be right back and I'll wrap this up. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to carry on with you answering these journal prompts regarding your goals. Okay. The next question is, what does it look like to walk in the spirit versus your flesh with each of these goals? I want you to get a vision. What is the spirit leading you to do versus what does your flesh lead you to do? Okay. So in the context of me, um, you know, with what does it look like getting up to seek God, for example? I'm going to just take this one as my goal that I want to give you an example of. An example of what it means to look like being led by the Spirit is my alarm goes off and I wake up and I go sit down wherever I've set up my Bible study. And I just pray and sit with God and it doesn't matter if I only have 15 minutes. God has a call on my life and I know that this is the way. What does it look like if I do this in my flesh? I hit snooze 40 times. Somehow, I'm too tired. Somehow, I don't even see that the reason I'm too tired is because I ate all the wrong foods. I stayed up late. I watched, I stayed up late watching um, The Bachelorette, you know, whatever. How does it look for me to walk in the spirit with my desire to seek God as my main goal? It means we go on Disney. We go on a trip to Disney. And before we go to bed, I set up my Bible study in the little hotel room. I get it all set up. And before I go to bed, I pray that I get a good night's sleep so that I can be set up to wake up and spend time with the Lord before I take all three of my crazy children into Walt Disney World. What it looks like for me in my flesh, I'm on vacation. My husband and I are gonna drink pina coladas and hold hands as we walk around Walt Disney World, throwing all of my goals out the window. That's what it looks like. That's the difference. All right, next question. Uh, la, 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 where am I? All right. Um, when will you start these new goals? I want you to look at these goals and ask yourself, when am I going to start these new goals? When? The next question, is it realistic to start all of them at once? Because there's power right there. Because so many of us, have been completely ruined by this idea of perfection. We think that a diet comes, a new schedule comes, we're gonna just go shopping, buy all the perfect food, throw out all the junky food, um, and suddenly we're gonna be able to do what we previously could not do because now we're, we're following Jesus to do this. And the answer is denied. 
wrong answer. Crash fail recipe for sudden death. I mean, I do not want that for you. I want you to objectively take a look at this because I can honestly tell you when my goal was weight loss and my desire was to go to bed early and to get up and seek God and to stop drinking alcohol and to stop eating chips and salsa and microwave popcorn, all the things, I failed miserably because I tried to do them all perfectly in my flesh every single day and I couldn't do it. And God, that's when God brought me the on-ramp. He said to me, baby girl, just start seeking God. And so that's all I did was I focused on the one thing. And then slowly what I realized was I'm going to need to go to bed earlier. And if I'm going to get up earlier, I need to go to bed earlier. And that also means I need to have better routines. And you know what? That edged out a lot of the other things. It edged out staying up to watch the show. It also edged out stopping the microwave popcorn. Slowly, I edged out alcohol. I mean, I'll be honest with you. For the longest time, I had to swap it till I drop it. You know I teach this. Swap it to... I still had my wine goblets in the kitchen, just sitting on the counter. Like, I was so proud of, you know, drinking all the alcohol. You know, and so there I was. So I would have to find a sparkling beverage that I would drink out of my wine goblet. So I didn't do all of these perfectly all at once. I just stepped into my main goal. And then slowly I was strengthened to pick up the next. And before I knew it, I was walking in obedience, following the Holy Spirit, able to lose weight as a byproduct. All right, too much babbling about my face. I gotta keep talking and helping you. The next question, actually this is the last one. Where do you need help with this? With this goal, maybe it's your main goal, or with these goals, maybe it's all of them. I want you to identify the goal that is hardest for you. And then that's what I want you to bring for our next meeting. I believe in you, and I want you to know that God is here to help you, but it's going to require some suffering. You are on a journey right now where God is going to enable you to do the things that you could not do in your flesh. But it's on the other side of you getting out of worshiping your comfort. God's word tells us that we, when we walk with Christ, we need to expect some suffering. And it's all in the pursuit of being made holy. All right, girl, you can do this. I look forward to seeing all the work that you um, have been doing on your goals during our next meeting.